YouTube and Facebook, when you use the app, they will practically force these funny little short vertical videos uh, upon you and then same thing happens. And the more, the longer you stay on the app, the more ads they can show you. That's it. That's the reason. And it works because these are all media companies that make money by showing you ads. That's it. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky. Here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, anyone who want to learn more about digital impact. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about marketing, about creating the right strategy, about getting results. It's not about to get traffic. It's more about to get sales in the end. And it's very important to craft the right strategy and we can do it with Claude Villares. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Anatoly? Uh, I, I'm doing great. Looking forward to learn more about marketing, iPhone. I'm a student on this life. I need to update what I have. If something works to, today doesn't mean I can get great results tomorrow. I always change. I always adapt whatever technologies or future will bring. Uh, I'm on the second stage. I can't create Microsoft, Google or OpenAI, but I can use these technologies to get my results. Claude, before we start, just tell me about yourself, experience, background, about your books that I can see behind you and yeah. anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. So my name is uh, Claude. I'm 53 years old and from Belgium and for the past 25 years. I've been obsessed with the impact of digital technology in our daily lives, so both our professional life and your private life. And 25 years sounds like a very long time, especially in internet years. But what I like about it is it's every six months, the whole industry just reinvents itself. And that's why it's still uh, interesting uh, to me. I'm very active uh, as, a, as a blogger on social media. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I run a couple of really interesting Facebook groups. My real claim to fame is the fact that I write handbooks on digital marketing. The most uh, recent one is this one over here um, about content marketing, right? So, and the other ones are uh, about digital marketing and, and, and about video marketing. So marketing, I think is, is one of my main focuses here, uh, which is probably why you invited me. Yeah, of course, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's only one reason. Uh... Uh, I need to uh, feed my audience with new great insights about marketing and of course uh, I pay so much attention to content marketing, not digital marketing. Uh, I think paid marketing is great if you know how to do it right uh, and it, it's still big topic uh, and uh, but um, I love content marketing. I love to share value, to bring something new to create info content. And uh, Claude, I wanna ask about the right strategy. Uh, you showed this book uh, and uh, I know that people uh, usually have no time to read uh, books about content marketing. It's better to do it, but if you have no time, let us know how to create the right strategy in content marketing when we have a lot of channels, SEO, social media, webinars, ebooks, I don't know, a, lo a lot of great channels, including podcasts. How to find the right channel mm. that will bring results? Yeah, you already have this focus on conversion. So my first advice is to keep your eyes on the prize. 
I teach in uh, colleges and at universities. I tell my students always to, if it, it's not marketing, if it doesn't have a call to action. So whatever you're doing, always end your message with a real call to action. So that, that helps a lot, you know, because especially in content marketing, sometimes we're so in love with our own content and we forget, for example, a short little video and we actually forget to add the, the call to action in the end, uh, which is a waste of time, really. Um, and speaking of time, um, if I, for example, in social media, you're supposed to be everywhere. So now there's uh, threads by Instagram. We were all looking for alternatives for Twitter. Personally, I'm experimenting with Blue Sky. You have this short video format, so you're a little bit all over the place. My advice is pick three platforms and do those well. And, and then every, every year, look at the results. Um, when you're trying to sell something, which one of these channels actually helps you sell, whatever you're selling. Um, if one of the three, I call this the Hunger Games uh, for social media, if one of the three underperforms, like currently for me, that's Twitter, and it's, it's not the same anymore. I, I joined Twitter in 2007, of course, it has changed. <laughs> But it's become a really weird place, right? It weirds me out right now. And uh, I'm looking for a candidate. So whenever I want to add a new social media platforms to post content on, for example, I would have to step back from one of the other three. Uh, so, but I'm, I'm still, you know, jury is still out. Uh, I, I, <laughs> it was favorite. To be to be honest, secretly it was my favorite social media platform, but I'm not sure. Are you on Twitter? Probably, yeah. What's your experience? Uh, I can't say that I love Twitter. It's not because of Elon Musk, uh, and uh, and I can explain why. Uh, I I agree. I agree completely when you mm -hmm. mentioned when you advise others to choose three social media platforms. Mm -hmm. But I even recommend to choose one social media platform if you start from scratch, you know. And I remember when I decided to grow my social media accounts uh, in 2020 to become more active. Uh, I promoted content on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, TikTok, everywhere. And that was failure. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> and but I got it. I if I can't get results to be everywhere, uh, I became like jack of all trades. I decided to switch all my attention to LinkedIn alone. Just one social media. LinkedIn, okay. Yeah, and I got results. I got results on LinkedIn a hundred times more to pay attention to one specific social media. Uh, I think it's a good idea to grow in one social media, then extend to other social media. For example, uh, Charlie D'Amelia. She grew on TikTok, then she mm -hmm. extended to Instagram, TikTok, other places. Yeah. Um, uh, she started YouTube, on TikTok. Sorry. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. YouTube. Uh, for example, Mr. Beast. He started yeah. on YouTube. He paid attention to YouTube alone to, to craft all content for YouTube. Today he has uh, 100 million mm -hmm. followers on TikTok. So Mr. Beast, uh, Beast got experience, extended his team who can help and uh, if you have two hands like me you know it's better to for <laughs> to pay attention to one specific social media uh, and yeah I agree to get results and can, can you tell how to choose the social media because I see when uh, marketing marketers can tell you need to choose where your audience is uh, yeah. of course of course but I 
can't agree 100% to this point because I see when content creators give up. Uh, for example, if my audience is, uh, let's imagine, on Instagram, I can give up fast because it's not my social media. Uh, it's social media for my, my wife. She can spend all day on, uh, on Instagram. If you ask me about TikTok, my son can beat my uh, site, I don't know, fast because he loves TikTok. He can spend all time on TikTok. It's not for me. So I craft my content on LinkedIn. And uh, I think uh, you can find your customers everywhere. I know some brands that uh, for B2B uh, niche can get million sales on Instagram. They create content on Instagram. They don't care. It's it's B2B. It's better to be on LinkedIn. Because uh, Instagram has uh, over a billion people. Uh, LinkedIn has over a billion people. If you love Instagram and your audience on LinkedIn, do vice versa. Create content on Instagram. You can win your customers as well. You can get great results. For me, it's important to love what you do, to enjoy the process. Because you can win uh, fast. You, you can become an... I don't know, an Instagram star overnight. It takes time. Mr. Beast uh, spent seven years to buy first camera. Seven years to create content on YouTube. And um, it's not like uh, TikTok is only for uh, youngsters. Today, B2B brands create it's content on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Instagram. Remember at first, Instagram was also for very young people and then now it's become mainstream. Yeah, and it, today, it, billion people. Billion people it, there. So, yeah. Can, can you tell uh, yeah. about this point? Well, for me, picking those three social media platforms, and LinkedIn is definitely also one of my three platforms. It's one of the most underestimated uh, social media platforms uh, uh, around. But if, when you're picking your three, um, they need to be the ones where your audience is active and where they expect you, right? Um, but it, you also have to feel comfortable there. So the combination of what they, what they like and what you like, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's called touch points. So where these two meet, where you feel comfortable and where they feel comfortable, if those two happen to coincide, that makes it a very good candidate uh, for your three social media platforms. However, I'm a big fan of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, what I do myself is to spend 10% of my time, so half a day every week, um, going all in on some area of the internet where I don't feel comfortable. So past year, 2023, I spent every Friday afternoon in a friend's studio doing a live stream and uh, live broadcasting, uh, simulcasting to LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and YouTube. And the first 10 times we did that, we were both very uncomfortable. We were not used to being on camera. We were afraid of going live. Um, we were afraid of the reactions of the audience, but we pulled through and near the end, we learned a lot. And that's why 10% is perfect because even if it didn't make any money after this six months or one year or three months that you've been doing this experiment, that's okay because you only spend 10% of your time or your budget. You need to be ready for the future. So mm -hmm. whenever something new is coming up, like Instagram threads, for example, it might not feel like a touch point yet to you, but my advice is go in anyway and, and give it like at least a month, preferably three months, at least half a day every week and go all in. And then after this experiment has finished, you can make up your mind. Can it replace Twitter for you or not? 
yeah. and LinkedIn I'm a big fan because LinkedIn wants to be Facebook so bad that they actually are right now what Facebook used to be until five or maybe seven years ago so organically you can still get a lot of reach on LinkedIn I'm not sure it can change quickly because LinkedIn is copying Facebook's algorithm with everything so the Facebook has a feed, LinkedIn has a feed, there's a difference between company pages and profiles, there's a preference for video uh, over text or links, so it's, it's, it's copy based of what uh, Facebook's uh, algorithm is. But the difference is that today on LinkedIn with a short video that adds value for your audience, you can still organically reach a fairly large audience, especially compared to Facebook where um, earlier today I was at one of the um, government organizations here in Belgium and they were boasting about the fact that they had a Facebook page with over 200,000 fans which is impressive yeah. and then I asked okay so you're in charge of making posts on this Facebook page that has 200,000 fans you posted something yesterday right so how many people reacted and she turned red white and then she said only one uh-huh yeah and that is the reality of facebook today because i want to force you if you have a page they want to force you to advertise and i must admit the advertising platform that facebook offers is really good i mean how you can target how you can if you want traffic to a website if you, if you want people to fill in a form um it, it's it's so good it's so well made the advertising i for example instagram if your audience is there but it's not a touch point for you because you don't feel comfortable with posting, you know, visual content that you made with your smartphone. You can still advertise. I do that. I'm not present on, on Instagram. I advertise on Instagram. It's very, very effective platform for advertising. It's just that I don't, it's for me, it's not a touch point. But LinkedIn, yeah, it's, it's one of, uh, one of my favorites. I recently, there was a research by Buffer, buffer.com, the scheduling tool. And uh, they actually did a benchmark exercise on what type of content gets you the best engagement rates. And the same thing for, for Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And for all three, what they had in common is that videos are definitely getting more engagement. They have to be good videos, of course, but um, videos get most engagement, then images, then text, and then definitely not links, right? But in LinkedIn, there was another uh, content format, which is a really, it's a typical weird LinkedIn format. Uh, they call it a PDF carousel, mm -hmm. which is basically you just you create a PowerPoint slideshow, let's say five to six slides. And we're all familiar with PowerPoint, you know, you convert it to PDF and then upload it to your company page or your profile. And then LinkedIn turns it into this carousel, this slideshow, yeah. right? And because LinkedIn is the boring platform, it's owned by Microsoft. So PowerPoint, Slideshow, LinkedIn, it's like a match made in heaven. And I just tested it only once, usually mm -hmm. with a video. I get an engagement rate when I upload it directly to LinkedIn. I get an engagement rate between 8 and 15%, which is still way more than the 0. I don't know, 2% you get on yeah. Facebook, right? And then I uploaded a PDF just to, to see. And I got an engagement rate of 35%. Which is like, wow, they really mm -hmm. love this, this format. So if you take away only one thing from today, if you want higher engagement rate, don't be lame and then uh, 
uh, respond with a heart if you agree, uh, respond with a thumbs if you don't agree. I mean, that's lame. That's like, you know, like baiting. Don't do that. Um, upload either a video or on LinkedIn experiment with this uh, PDF carousel. Yeah, nice. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned about this tool, Buffer. Uh, we mm. have many similar tools uh, that can help to yeah. schedule content, to repurpose on different social media. And what do you think about engagement rate by using this tool? Because social media loves when mm. you do this job manually. But if we use these tools, it's, it's a good idea or not? <laughs> there are rumors that your engagement rate goes, uh, goes down if you use tools like Bitly or Buffer or Hootsuite. Uh, because they have these specific links, uh, yeah. right? And the algorithm could probably sniff if, if somebody something has been scheduled. But usually I do schedule some of the content because um, with my books, for example, I publish a lot of snippets from my books. This is a, today, it's, once you've written the book, you have four or 500 pages of content. You can cut mm -hmm. it up in snippets and then release those uh, on your social media platforms, right? Which is what I do. And then sometimes I want to post two, uh, so I schedule the second one. I use the native scheduling tools for that. Um, so LinkedIn, you can schedule a post uh, later that day or tomorrow. Yeah. For Facebook page, you are forced to use the uh, Meta Business Suite, right? But in Facebook mm -hmm. groups, you don't. It has They have their own scheduling tool, uh, which is native. So you just, uh, you know, it's, it's like one little button you have to push. So... I'm not sure if the rumors are true, but I believe them, uh, which is why I use native scheduling tools. Yeah, I usually use my two hands, you know, all, yeah. <laughs> all content creators who can help me with that because, yeah, uh, we tested a few tools and stopped doing because, uh, yeah, we, we lost engagement. And uh, uh, I think the main reason of any social media to retain as much as possible. So uh, if uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, or any other social media can keep you longer, this social media will earn more money. Uh, it's not like on Google. Google wanna leave you with a relevant link as uh, fast as possible, but mm -hmm. social media, is, it's a different No, piece. they want to keep you. Because then, then they can show you more ads. That's the simple reason. So there's no secret algorithm uh, out there it, it's yeah. not like that secret ingredient of coca-cola it's, it's pretty obvious what the algorithms are trying to do um it, it's two things basically by for example the notifications it's very sneaky all of these social media apps every time they do a major update all the notifications are on again um so your smartphone will go like this and then there's this little red button on your social media yeah. app icon and then you have to turn it off again it's very annoying why do they do this? Because they want you to open the app several times a day. And then most people with their favorite social media app, they will open it up like Instagram eight times a day, right? Yeah. And then once you're on their terrain, they want to keep you there for as long as possible. Because while you're scrolling, um, for example, I, I stay away from TikTok because I know it's like a rabbit hole. You open up TikTok and the algorithm <laughs> is so good. And there's so much content that you, you think, let me just quickly check my feed for a minute. And then three or four hours, you you, you wake up as if from a dream. It's dark outside. The cats are hungry. I mean, it's, it's and so I stay away. But YouTube and Facebook, 
when you use the app, mm -hmm. they will practically force these funny little short vertical videos uh, upon you. And then same thing happens, you know? Nice. Yeah. And, and the more, the longer you stay on the app, the more ads they can show you. That's it. That's the reason. Um, and it works because these yeah. are all media companies that make money by showing you ads. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember when I removed my TikTok uh, because I was addictive to these videos. <laughs> I didn't have time to watch all these funny, great videos. And I love this user-generated content. It's great. It's uh, irresistible. irresistible. Yeah. And TikTok provides a good job to uh, to learn my mind. I don't know how, but it's only one social media that can learn uh, my mind and understand what kind of content I want to consume. I can't get the same experience at any other Anywhere social media. Else. Yeah, so TikTok. They, they say that TikTok only needs eight minutes um, of your scrolling <laughs> wow. behavior to know you better than you know yourself. Even your darkest <laughs> desires, yeah. uh, TikTok will know. Yeah, yeah great, Algarif. Uh, let's talk about creating content, mm. uh, especially for B2B. Uh, most of my clients are in B2B. Uh, and um, uh, it's important to uh, share value, of course. Sharing value is a must-have, but uh, I think it's even more important to be creative and non-boring because uh, people bounce fast. It doesn't matter what kind of content on yeah. TikTok, on LinkedIn, people bounce. For example, I can uh, TikTok knows my mind, but I can I still can watch like this, you know, to move mm -hmm. my finger. And uh, uh, can you tell how to uh, create non-boring content for B two B niche? Yeah, um, for content to be non-boring and still fit in a business content, right? Yeah. Because you can you can start an OnlyFans and that would probably not be boring, but it wouldn't help you in a B2B context. Um, so in order to not be boring, you need to use a storytelling tactic, which is a very, very one of the most famous content marketing tactics, which means that what you want is to get a message across, for example, from me to you. But you're not, you know, you think, no, I don't want to be sold to. I don't want to know about the features of your product. I don't want, I'm not interested. I'm busy. I'm doing other things. So what storytelling does is to take this information and wrap it inside an emotion. So if you're able to um, use emotion, it's a dirty trick, but you wrap it in emotion. So how do you do this? Classic advertising would use, and we all know these tricks, they would use like a puppy or a small child or someone crying. Yeah. Remember the crying CEO? On yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he did get a very high engagement, right? That, so, that was honest, crying, honest, <laughs> authentic. <laughs> please, please don't do that on LinkedIn. It was very cringe. Yeah. Um, but it makes my point. It works. Uh, because if you just sum up the features of your product, nobody's interested. If you wrap it inside an emotion, then people will look at you and you will be able to keep the attention. And then if you are able to keep it long enough, in the end, then you can add your call to action. Um, of course, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And the emotional part today, I tried. The puppies and the babies and the tears, they, they still work. But... I don't recommend it for LinkedIn because it, it I, 
there are a number of power users on LinkedIn who do this all the time. They'll go like, oh, I used to be addicted to marijuana and alcohol, but now I'm clean. I say, oh, shut up. <laughs> you're, you're selling something. Do you really think that someone will approve your quote, your price offer, if they know that you used to be addicted to drugs and alcohol? I mean, nobody does that. I don't mm -hmm. want to spend money. Anyway, so how do you add emotion? And I think video, the choice for video and having a real person talking as if it's a FaceTime call um, and not crying, right? Just looking straight into the lens and then talking about, you know, how they came up with this product or even better have an interview setting. Uh, also very interesting where one person just asks questions, pretends not to know anything and then the other person uh, responds. So this is storytelling without using these very dirty tricks. Um, if it's real people telling real stories, um, this, this will work in, uh, in social media. And then the second problem is, how do I keep up doing this? Because you can post like five videos of this and then you are out of topics, right? So um, what I do shamelessly um, is to repurpose uh, big content. And this is what Gary Vaynerchuk calls pillar content. Uh, so five years ago, uh, he famously talked about the Gary V uh, content model. You can, you can, it's still there. It's a big PDF, 80 pages long, and he just explains how does he do it? Because he also, you know, he posts a lot of things and then you might wonder how does he do it? So the way he does it, his pillar content, what I call big content, is a video, 60 minute video of him talking on stage, right? And out of this 60 minute video of him talking on stage, he says, I get 38 separate pieces of content, like uh, screenshots with a quote in the text for Instagram, short clips, um, you know, transcript. There's all tools for that. I mean, there's AI tools for all of that. You just cut up this 60 minute video into today, you can even do this if it's in English, for example, you can, you can cut it up in 50 little pieces um, in one hour's time. Um, and then you release those into the wild, uh, not all at once, but it, it can, in my experience, you got one or two months of social media content from this one 60 minute video. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one way. My pillar content is not one hour videos, it's my books. So my books are like 200 pages long. And um, so I use two tools to uh, cut them up in little pieces because I want those tools to be as visual as possible because that's what the algorithms like, right? So the first tool is called readwise.io. So read, R-E-A-D, mm -hmm. W-I-S-E dot I-O. Mm -hmm. And um, so you need to buy a book uh, my own book in the Kindle format because I love Kindle format for business books because then you can highlight uh, passages and sentences. So I, I do highlights in my own books, yeah. right? And then Readwise sends you an email with five things you've been highlighting and not just in my book. I do this with every book I read. So Readwise synchronizes with Kindle and then you add some parameters like lots of quotes from this book, very few quotes from this book because I didn't like it very much. So every day I get this email from Readwise with five quotes that I've been highlighting in books in the Kindle format. 
and they make it very easy the share button when you click on that it turns this quote into a visually very attractive little panel with uh, automatically adds like a piece of the cover of the book it it chooses the color palette for you and you can change it a little bit and they come in either landscape version or square landscape perfect for linkedin and then square is of course for uh facebook instagram twitter and, and the others so that's what i do um and um that's how if you look at my twitter feed or linkedin or facebook you will you will see these little quotes um yeah. uh, at least once a day and then of course you need to add a little bit of text and then i use chat gpt obviously uh to turn it into something that is easier to read to add some mm -hmm. emojis etc so those are the images the videos um so i recently discovered this tool that i've had it's not cheap it's called lumen 5 have you heard of it no L lumen 5 so it's l u m e n number 5 lumen5.com mm -hmm. it's been around for quite a while and i use it to create video ads it's mm -hmm. like canva it's like canva.com right it has templates when you have the professional version which i have it's like 200 dollars a month more or less so it's not cheap Mm -hmm. um, but it gives you access to stock videos and stock images as well. So it's easy to create like these typical video ads that you need to run. Um, so that's what I use it for. However, since uh, like uh, three or four months, they also have AI. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. So what I do, I copy paste a chapter from one of my books mm -hmm. and then feed it into Lumen 5 and then say, do something nice with it. And it turns it into a short video, like 30 seconds, one minute, 30 seconds. And it will, you define the template, of course, it will look for images and little clips of videos for you and change the chapter into short sentences that look nice in, in a corporate video, right? And then add some music to it. It takes like, one minute, two minutes to render. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then of course you look at, just like in Canva, you look at the result and you said, Ma, this is this typical stock image of, you know, three white business people shaking, you know, in a business, I'm going to change it up with something else. Um, but that's very easy. You just replace the music with other music, replace the images, with, upload your own, uh, fine tune the text here and there. Uh, and then in, in like 20 minutes time, um, I can create out of this one chapter, I can create one or two short videos that are perfect for social media. And that's, that's what I do. I produce at least five videos a week this way. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I started to use, uh, in video, uh, AI mm -hmm. tool. Yeah, in video. Yeah. yeah. I play, I, I can't say that I'm satisfied with this tool, uh, uh, because, uh, uh I still see it's. Uh, this tool can find irrelevant uh, stock videos mm -hmm. uh, probably um, uh, uh, it's better to do this job manually but if you have no time <laughs> if you are busy like me if you have no a big team of uh, content creators video editors yeah uh, it works well uh, and um, um, you still can edit some results mm -hmm. Uh, with these videos to change prompts to set up something new, yeah, it works. Uh, Club, I, I want to ask about mistakes. Uh, mm -hmm. In marketing, we need to do mistakes, and mm -hmm. I do 
a lot of mistakes i did a lot of mistakes I, uh, i'm going to do again because when you start something new you always fail i i fail a hundred percent i started pr i failed i started um, linkedin i failed but i can learn i can learn how it works i can uh, experiment test different approaches for example about pr i started pr and uh, i wrote a bunch of press releases i pitched <laughs> all of them I, I got zero mentions zero results nothing but when i crafted the process we got mentioned cnn bloomberg business insider mm. investing.com big websites before that we paid six thousand dollars for one press release today wow. we can pitch 12 press releases a week $72,000 we can save with PR to get great results, even better than mm -hmm. PR agency can provide uh, because of learning how it works, because of failing, mm -hmm. because of finding our way. I want to ask you, can you list mistakes that marketers can meet on their way yeah. in content marketing and your tips how to find a much better way? Yeah, the press release thing, that's a, that's a good mistake to make because I think the format, the content format of press release is the most despised content format you can use. Nobody wants to get a press release. Mm -hmm. um, so I was, I was, I've been a blogger, I've been blogging since 2004. And in those period where bloggers were the influencers, I would get sent press releases as a PDF attachment. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why? Uh, I and they kept doing it. I had to block the address. So why did they do this? I I don't even know any other blogger who would say, "Ooh, a press release. Let's turn this into a nobody, nobody, nobody wants to get a press release." Well, my most recent mistake um, was last year going live on LinkedIn mm -hmm. um, because going live on Facebook works really well. Um, going live on YouTube is like the lazy way to get an archived video out there in a very interesting place, which is YouTube, right? So you, you spend some time on, on YouTube after you went live, you go back and spend some time, adapt the title, you know, get the bloopers out, get a good description. So it works well in its own way. Facebook, you get a lot of reactions. And then LinkedIn, you get a lot of viewers, zero reactions. So people um, are so, you, you know that there's like 32 people watching on mm -hmm. LinkedIn. You deliberately ask for, drop a line in the comments, let us know what you think, tumbleweed, nothing. And I asked a couple of these people, why do you do this? And, um, and they told me that it's just for them, LinkedIn is not a place where they react because they have this funny feeling that the boss is watching. So even something like in a public space like LinkedIn, adding a comment or something, they're very self-conscious about this. While on Facebook, a lot of people are still dancing like nobody's watching. Um, and they will comment and ask questions and I love it when the host reacts to it. You don't get that on LinkedIn, in my experience. I tried a couple of times and it didn't work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it depends because uh, sometimes it works. Uh, I always uh, do it. I am live streaming. Right now, we are live streaming on LinkedIn. You simulcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. StreamYard is a great tool. And then you yeah. can see the comments coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's how I know that there were like 32 people watching and 35 on Facebook, 32 on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. On Facebook, you get like 10, 15 comments. Mm -hmm. um, and on LinkedIn, zero. Uh, and Rick J left a comment on LinkedIn, by the way. <laughs> he left comment yeah. that uh, viewers do not want to pay uh, $5 to view a premium video. They want everything for free. Yeah, it's, it's the case. If your customers uh, or viewers want to get everything for free, give them. Give them for free, but limit possibilities. Now, uh, or... Uh, it's sales funnel. I always create some tools um, or anything like that um, to give for free. Uh, if you check any well-known tools, uh, for example, you can use LinkedIn, you can use Facebook for free. But if you need extended features, you need to pay for that. And uh, YouTube, watch for free, but you, wanna, you can pay for subscription to avoid paid ads on YouTube. And um, uh, I remember when... I started one project. We created a great tool uh, that was unique, super unique tool at that time. And we started to charge our pay money for this tool because it's super unique. And uh, for example, before, uh, we created this tool for our company. We spent like uh, a few weeks to uh, group a list of keywords. When we created this tool, uh, we uh, did this job for a few minutes. Uh, this tool uh, alone. 100,000 keywords and uh, group them uh, for a while just with uh, a few, uh, just to click a button uh, and we got it. Okay, we can sell this tool, we can earn a lot of money. And that was a big mistake to do it. Uh, <laughs> after a, a year, many big uh, multifunctional tools created similar features on their tools and we couldn't get uh, great results um, today when we create tools we give uh, a free extended version okay use it use it if you get value if you need more then pay i think it's the same with uh, premium video give for free something you know give for free and then you can charge uh, some payment five dollars it's not a lot it's not a lot but uh, you you can share something for free uh, well, it's a cliche, but if it has value for them, they will pay. And what has value? Something that saves them time. For yeah, of course, of course. Uh, if they can see how your tool can help them save time, they will be willing to pay that. Um, also, if it can save them uh, a lot of uh, effort. Yeah, like Rick says, it, you might say $8 a month is not a lot, but it adds up, you know. It adds up. You have, you have Apple, you have YouTube, you have Netflix. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, Spotify, mm -hmm. and all of them are only ten or fifteen dollars a month. But added up, it it's very quickly it turns into a couple of hundred dollars a month. And then uh, I mean, you know, that's still you have to make this type of money in order to be able to spend it. But if mm -hmm. if you go to Lumen Five, two hundred dollars a month is a lot. But I know that having a professionally looking video made. And if you have to outsource it, because I can't do it myself, I'm not a video professional. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if you have to outsource it, I know it would cost me at least 10,000 euros or dollars a month. Mm -hmm. So I gladly pay 200 a month yeah. because now I can do it myself in a very short amount of time. So nice. that's that's the trick. It's it's when they see how it can save them time, money and effort, then they will be willing uh, to pay. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, I have my final question, very important question. Um, basically, I have a bunch of questions, but I'm going to follow you to learn more uh, because it's impossible to get everything from one podcast. Uh, but I, I still want to ask this question. Uh, it's important for my audience and for me uh, too about your experience. Um, uh, I mean, like your uh, reply can help to people, students who are looking for ways to learn from scratch and founders of companies who are looking for ways to learn the basic of okay. marketing and then hire great marketers who can help them. Because uh, I usually get good results with customers who understand marketing. If they understand why we need to craft high-quality content, why we need to stand out from the rest, why it's important to spend time to collect data and craft uh, the right strategy, we can get great results. Uh, marketers can't help and decide all your problems. You need to understand the basic. Uh, I want to ask you if, you, if you started today from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day in marketing. Forget about your experience, first day. Uh, what would you do if you need to do everything from scratch? I would start with video. I, I know I because I was trained as a linguist, so I write really easily. I started with text. I skipped the whole taking pictures part, uh, so no Instagram. And then during the pandemic, um, I got a customer and I oversold myself and I said, I will deliver 30 educational videos for you. I had never made a video in my entire life. And I had like five months to learn how to do it myself. And I was looking for places where you can learn how to make good videos and a good book, for example, to learn how to make it. And I didn't find it, which is why I wrote that book. I thought I can't be the only one. So I think looking back, I would learn, I would go to like uh, the school where you can learn how to be a, a movie editor or something like that. Um, they're in high demand. If you are today a freelancer who is able to edit a longer video into shorter bits, for example, I see that question asked very often. Um, that is a very highly skilled, um, a skill that is highly sought after. So I would go straight to video next time. Yeah, learn how mm -hmm. to edit and get good at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially today when I tell my son, please search on Google. He uses TikTok. He doesn't care about Google. <laughs> he knows nothing about yep. Google. And he uses TikTok to find almost everything. And yeah, uh, new generations will use a lot more video content. Yes. I, I have no idea what augmented reality or virtual reality will bring when Apple will uh, bring this uh, new headset. We'll see. But uh, today, uh, video content works well. Yes. Video content beats almost all channels. And I'm not sure about even blogging content. Um, for example, um, we wrote a lot of blog posts to mm -hmm. get great results. But the last time I'm using a lot more chatbots than uh, Google itself. Uh, it's not only me. 12% of people use chatbots to find information. Mm -hmm. It's only for uh, over a year when ChatGPT appealed. So ChatGPT uh, 
can provide such experience to find something much faster and uh, I can say uh, better quality, but for me, I can save some time by using ChatGPT. And um, uh, I think uh, today we need to pay more attention to video content than uh, writing, but it depends. If you are strong with writing, Seth Godin doesn't film TikTok videos. Uh, many other great specialists, Stephen King, ignores completely TikTok videos because they are good with writing. So consider <laughs> your strong side. Klopp, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Thanks for your time. Uh, it's so valuable, fun. Uh, thanks, Rick, Jay, for uh, commenting in uh, our live stream. Um, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, my best work, I think, is my weekly newsletter. It's on Substack. And uh, you can find it uh, by typing in my name, Clovelarts, uh, C-L-O-V-E-L-A-R-T-S, uh, .substack.com. And that's, I think, the best way to learn uh, from me. So Clovelarts.substack.com. Okay, guys, you can find uh, links uh, in the description below. Uh, I recommend to anyone to follow Clo on social media, on LinkedIn, because I follow. It's important for me to update what I have. So it's a big mistake if you ignore following okay guys love you see you thanks for tuning in to unmiss enjoyed the show drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom see you next episode